Johnson. She'll be she'll be speaking with us for 15 minutes on the election and the importance of this election. Uh, I'm going to introduce Priestley. Let's see, I saw her. Oh, there you are. Hi, Priestley. Um, Priestley's hi. Priestley M. Johnson is director of strategic partnership and leads When We All Votes Partnerships Program that delivers voter registration tools and resources to over 5,000 plus corporate, community, and local partners across the nation. Uh, she's a passionate advocate and avid relationship builder dedicated to using her skill set of strategic partnerships, management, crowd and endowment fundraising, and business development. With previous experience in the Obama White House, the International Women's Forum, and other national organizations, Priestley is passionate about advocating for more resources for those in need and building capacity through access to those resources. She's a proud Howard alumni and committed to moving the needle. So uh, thank you so much, Priestley, for, for being here today. And I'm going to turn it over to you. Oh, you're muted. Ooh, there we go. There you go. Thank you all for having me. Um, thank you, Kathy, for reaching out. And thank you guys for allowing me in your space. My name is Priestley Johnson, and I uh, work with When We All Vote. And When We All Vote's mission is to... Um, change the culture of voting and through and what we mean by that is to make sure that each and every election is spoken about talked about and um, in every setting of our life we believe our democracy is a part of every institution every organization should be at the table and we all should be uh, a part of making sure that voting is a part of the culture that we live in. And so um, our main pillars are voter registration, voter turnout, and advocacy. And we want to make sure that more people have their voices heard. And we know that when more people show up, our democracy is strong. And that is a great kind of layup because we need to talk about this year's midterm election. One happy voter, happy election day. Uh, I hope you guys have all voted. I have my, I just voted today. I have my, my sticker on. I love a good sticker. So they got me with that, you know, but we also need to talk about what, oh, we got a few more stickers on the, on the, on the feed. I love it. <laughs> Um, so, but we need to talk about this year's midterm election and there is so much on the line and there's so much on at stake. So a big thing that I love to kind of start out with talking about is exactly what is at stake. And I like to say very plainly, our democracy is at stake. In 2020, we had historic voter turnout. I mean, we had droves and droves of people, no matter which alignment you have in the in the space of people that turned out participated in our democracy. But what we saw as a direct response to that was that we had 500 state legislators, state, um, uh, we had 500 um, uh, voter suppression bills being introduced by state lawmakers. And what that looks like is so much. And these bills often silence the voices at the ballot boxes and disproportionately impact Black, Brown, Indigenous, and young voters and voters with disabilities. So what voter suppression really looks like, as many of you guys know, it, it looks like 
um, in Florida, um, having a uh, election um, protection police that that feeds into disinformation that costs taxpayers over a million dollars. That looks like in Texas, um, purging people from the rolls uh, right before um, before a primary. That looks like um, in Georgia, not being able to hand out water and food and and food in lines so people can you know rest. Um, and feel comfortable as they wait to vote. It's these little actions that amount to larger things and they are effective and they still do work. And it's not new. These are not new tactics. They are just are being impact, they are being introduced at a larger scale. And what that looks like, I mean, again, we have been kind of experiencing this from before, um, right this moment. We've experienced voter suppression in the form of poll taxes, literacy tests, et cetera, et cetera. This that these these have been things we've competed, but it's up to us to continue to move the needle. This was a major pushback on our voter um, on our voting rights, and we need to make sure that we're introducing federal law laws that allow us to early vote up to 15 days before the election. That allow us to, you know, have uh, have a certain amount of polling locations for a certain amount of people in a precinct. Regulating and making sure that all people across the nation have access to the ballot box, and that can be done on a federal level to combat these state lawmakers. But that is what our current state of being. But what is at stake this specific election is that we have all 435 seats in the House of Representatives are up for election. I mean, I, I think this crowd knows that that is a big deal when it comes to decision making for our country at large. And a third of the seats in the House of um, in, in the Senate are up for election as well. I mean, these are decision makers. I mean, when we think about Judge Katanji Brown Jackson and the, um, uh, you know, being able to, the people that actually were able to um, to uh, verify her candidacy, like those people are the Senate. These are people that directly impact the way that our country is going. And we've seen this happen. We play, we've seen it played out. If you look at the last three cycles of our legislative body, it's so important for you to see that voting is not a one and done type of thing. It is a marathon. And I love to see, I, I love to make the analogy that it is like passing the baton. We run a really good race, our hardest, and then we have to pass that baton. And then next, that next wave, we have to still run our hardest. It takes, yeah, I love that Diane said, it takes a community to keep our democracy and we have to stay in the game. I understand that people may feel, you know, that voter apathy that like, oh my gosh, I didn't see everything I wanted done. And I feel them, you know, I can, I have my own laundry list as well. Trust me. I call my, um, my representative too. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? Um, but that's what we need to do. We need to stay involved. We need to stay at the, at the table and we have to do our job and our job is holding them accountable. But another thing that's really, really awesome about a midterm election is that we always hear that the, the laws that impact you the most are your local laws and the people that make those local laws. And there's so many state lawmakers that are up for election in your respective neighborhoods. And these people determine things from your 
access to healthcare, your potholes in your neighborhood, whether there's going to be a grocery store down the street from you, and all of these things that impact your life. Um, I saw something today about on the ballot initiative, a ballot initiative about um, whether um, whether like uh, waitresses should be getting their tip wages or they should be getting an, an additional salary. And I'm like, hey, I can weigh in on that. I used to be a waitress. Hey, <laughs> you know, so I think that in general, I, I think that we all need to do our job to stay at the table to make sure more people come. And today I was a little bit late to get into the office because I was bringing one of my friends with me to go vote. And I think, you know, I know all of you guys are here and I love that. But if you guys can ask, you know, text three people right now to make sure that they voted. My aunt, it was her first time voting and she was so happy and she sent a picture into our family group chat so if you have that family group chat you know start that trend let make it an event and make Good sure that luck with doing that make feeling like they are a part of um their democracy and so i love that um you can you can change a culture within your own family your own unit your job and even in your community so with that i'm going to say thank you so much for yeah. <clears throat> so I love your passion, Priestley. And uh, you mentioned something about that you're in contact with your legislatures on a regular basis. I want to share a little story. Um, I think it was about six years ago, I was very dissatisfied with, with some political stuff going on. And, wow. I, and because I had so much yeah. angst and anger, I started coloring postcards to send to them. Because I thought, okay, I'll put some love into this. I was telling them everything that I wanted them to do, and they weren't doing anything, any of it, right? So finally, the last postcard I sent, I said, I'm sorry, you're not listening to me. I'm going to have to work to get you out of office. And that was the last postcard I sent. But I think it's very important to uh, to voice your opinion and try to do it the best, you know, in the least um, negative and uh, negative way possible, but definitely get your voice out there. Yes. And that is what accountability looks like. And I think as we've just introduced this entire wave of young people into our election, I and mean, we had the highest turnout of young people in 2020. And these young people are, are looking to us and go like, hey, why aren't things happening faster? I mean, these this is the TikTok age of young people. They're like ready for the instant 30 second clip laws need to change now, you know, and we need to educate them to say, hey, I understand how you feel, but also it takes a bit longer and get more involved so that we can create processes when you're actually in the game so that things can move faster. You right. can change the trajectory. And, and it's really important for us to stay involved, especially if you have a young person in your life, make sure that they voted today too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think over the last several years, the quite the comment everybody usually makes is my vote doesn't make a difference. But I think over the last several years, people have been able to see that their vote really does make a big, huge difference. It really does. And I love to cite um, Georgia. Um, if you remember the Georgia runoff, I mean, we were scraping for every single vote, every single person. And that, um, that, uh, that um, runoff was like determined by just a few thousand people. 
And if you know a few thousand people, I mean, like, that's just like the three people you meet over here, the four people, the five people, you just get to turn their head and pay attention one more time. And that amounts to that number. It's really not that, that, um, that so many votes. I mean, one time there was a, uh, an election that was determined by six votes. And we always talk about that internally. We always talk about that internally we're like if okay if this one email reaches six more people if we do one more thing to reach six more people we'll be able to really make an impact yeah yeah for sure yeah the elections have been so close the last few years on both end, on both ends participation is going up and i believe this midterm election is trending higher than any other midterm election so far so that's really really great But that also means when we're looking at, you know, in the scale of like participation as a whole, we're still only like just brushing 60% overall for our eligible population. And when we look at that, we're like, okay, who are these 40% of people? And what do they think about this? How How should they be participating and be involved? Maybe they have completely other views than us, but listen, the people that vote are the decision makers and I wouldn't want anyone else making any decisions for me. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know your uh, time is pressed for today. Thank you for all the work you're doing to get everybody out to vote. And uh, I look forward to a continued uh, relationship with you. You're part of the Peace Alliance family now. Well, I'm happy to be here and I uh, I really appreciate this invite and I hope that you guys do your very, very, very best uh, today to just get the word out and I appreciate you guys allowing me in your space. Thank, Thank you, you Priestley. Bye. Okay. Thank you everybody for joining.